Welcome to the Inspired to be Authentic podcast. I am your host, Matt Lancedale. Inspired to be Authentic is a podcast where we converse with people who are living their most authentic lives. We get real with our guests and we talk openly about how they live with courage to be themselves. We explore barriers they have overcome to be more authentic and aligned to themselves and their purpose. Today is episode 25, and we are going to be talking about how to build a home within yourself. We are joined by Lucas Slis. Welcome. How's it going, guys? <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you here. Um, before I get in and, and, and talk a bit about uh, Lucas, I want to just kind of break down what this topic is going to be about. So we're going to be unpacking... Um, well, essentially, Lucas works with people uh, teaching them how to find emotional freedom. So one of the ways we find emotional freedom is to find to make to make our inner world a safe place to land. So we want to always be able to come back into self, uh, connect to self and and make a home there. So we're going to be unpacking this topic. There's going to be a lot of uh, juicy stuff to, to unpack in this area. Um, so yeah, Lucas and I are looking forward to sharing some of this stuff with you and getting to know Lucas a bit. Um, so on that note, I want to share a little bit about Lucas um, and what he's all about. So Lucas helps people heal emotional wounds and create a home within. At the age of two years old, his parents moved with him and his sister from Poland to Germany. As he grew up, he would look for a sense of belonging, even at the expense of his own well-being. Yet that sense of home would only be short-lived. He used to search for wholeness and peace of mind in relationships, achievements and travels of the world to find what he once lost. Little did he know that the home he was looking for wasn't a place in the world, that place was always within himself. Home is what he would find within himself. Once he started to accept himself and love himself unconditionally for who he is, every moment became homecoming in itself. He finally found a home he once lost and found himself again. Today, he helps people heal their emotional wounds and turn them into unconditional self-love so they can find their home within. Thank you so much for the well, beautiful introduction here, Matt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, lots of stuff there. Um, you know, as I do with most of my guests that come on, I want to mm. just hear a little bit about your story. Um, I just shared a bit about it, but I'd love to hear it from from your words and from your experience. Um, mm. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Well, our story, where it all began, where should I start? As you beautifully said in the introduction, um, my name is Lucas. Hi, guys. Very glad to be here. And um, my story starts in a small village in southern Poland. I was born to, um, to my parents. And then basically it was still communism when um, I was born in 1987. So it was still two years to go before the communism would end. So that was kind of the, the culture that I was born into. And then after two years, my father decided as communism fell, the Berlin Wall fell, hey, let's move to, to Germany, right? And then first my father went to Germany and my mother stayed with my, uh, with my sister and I and our grandparents in the village where, where I was born in Poland. And after half a year, my father came back. I, did never, I never knew it um, before, but my, mother, my grandmother told me actually one year ago, yeah, one year ago, but when my father left, um, left from uh, to Germany, 
I would be every every day. I would be for many moments at the window, and say "Papa, Papa, Tata, Tata," which means father in uh, in uh, in Polish. So I was looking for my father actually, always hoping he would return, but uh, then realizing he wouldn't. And after half a year, he returned, and then we packed our stuff. We we uh, we moved to po uh, to Germany from Poland, and then being immigrants as i can imagine many people who listen to this podcast um with an immigrant background as well you move into a different country so you need to find yourself your way there and my parents we came from when we moved there poland was <laughs> it was not a developing country but compared to germany where it was it was kind of like the difference was huge so my parents would came with nothing actually um, so they had to start from scratch. And when you start from scratch, you can't be there so much for your children, right? Yeah. Which is pretty normal because the survival is the most important. So I then, grew up, I then went to, to the kindergarten and without, needing, uh, without knowing how to say anything and without knowing how to connect with people. So I, um, I was told that I was, I was playing a lot by myself, always by myself because I, I couldn't communicate with those people a lot and um, even the most basic needs um, like I made in my pants didn't know how to say that right so if for a child this can be very limiting in its in his ability to connect with people so his needs are met right and yeah so th there was there were my first experiences in the first three years actually first Poland moved to Germany and then in this country where I felt like where am I <laughs> learning a new language? <clears throat> my sister and I, uh, my parents trying to um, ensure our survival and then build a new life for us. And then basically um, it got, it got, it took its course from there. Then you go move from kindergarten to school. Uh, uh, how do you say in English? Primary school, correct? <laughs> Primary school to then to high school and, and so on. Now, when I went to school, I was an extremely shy person, extremely. I was very, I was so in my shell, like it was, it was like the shell that I, everywhere I went into social situations, I was like, I, I was there, but not really there. I was always behind this armor, I would, I would call it. At the same time, I would, I would feel like there's this bubbly, exciting excited person that just wants to connect with people but i would not let it out because i just felt, felt not uncomfortable in my own in myself mm. uh, how to relate with people how to connect with them and show myself right and so this was basically my um my primary school years and then my teenage years <clears throat> and then i went on a after high school i went on a journey of self-discovery i started um i i said okay i would love to travel the world but first, I want to <clears throat> I want to uh, fulfill my dream to be a teacher. So I started um, studies as a teacher, and on the same note, I uh, I found this world of personal development. I was like, oh my god, what is that? I exp I uh, somebody told me once, just sit down, close your eyes, and just focus on your breath. I didn't know what it is, I, so I just did it in my room, <laughs> and I was like, after five minutes, I opened my eyes, and I was like. What was that? I was like so high. I was so, I didn't know what it was, but I connected to something inside myself. I was like, I want to dive into that. 
And during my studies, um, becoming a teacher, basically I um, dove very, very deeply into personal development. Um, my, my main biggest fear was people. I was scared of people. <laughs> I love people so much, but like people I didn't know, I was so scared. So for me, the most important task was face your fear. So I went out into the world, uh, traveled, met a lot of people. And my main focus for many years was getting over my fears. Hmm. And uh, the more I did that, the more comfortable I felt in my own skin because what once pushed me away in this world, I felt like pushed away. I dove right into that. I discovered for myself, hmm, I, I not only do I have what it takes, I feel comfortable in my own skin. The more I step into discomfort, into tension, and the more I step into tension, the more alive I feel because this resistance I felt in myself just dissolves. I feel good in my own body. Wow. Amazing. That was a big learning for me. And hmm. with, with continued meditation practice, I discovered a lot about the mind, about the body, and how my stories made me always kind of, uh, it was just a story that I thought I was the shy guy. Mm-hmm. It was just what I learned from, from, my, from my surroundings, right? So that, that became my, personal, my personality, which became then my personal reality out of which I was living in. Uh, from and um the more i dissolved that the more i just realized hey i'm just uh i'm pretty extroverted actually but i have strong introverted tendencies as well what i need for myself is giving to myself what i need sometimes they're very social sometimes more for myself to recharge right mm-hmm. so that was my journey on rediscovering oh, i have needs wow i didn't know that um actually yeah I, I kind of knew that but what are my needs i didn't know what are my wants what are my desires um yeah. and then i then this journey led me as i was becoming a teacher i also realized something is fishy in this system this education system and then i i went to australia for a year backpacking and then southeast asia and I met so many amazing people, like meditators, uh, coaches, entrepreneurs. And I was like, here are my people. Mm. And people who would want to change something, who want to move people forward on their own journey. And my main intention in becoming a teacher was to help people um, <clears throat> improve their life, to lead a, a life of, um, of their own design. But as, as I was becoming a teacher, I just realized, wait, the education system just reproduces people with the same mindset. Don't try new things. Um, always go the safe route. Um, basically preparing people for the, the economic system. Mm-hmm. Rather, instead of do what, do express yourself, um, do what's best for, 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 for the economy, for you, for, uh, for your parents or whatever, right? So I was like, okay, I, that was my main intention to help people be more of themselves and bring them up bring themselves out into the world. But I would, I felt like, I felt like a Greenpeace activist working for BP, mm-hmm. totally out of alignment. I was like, <laughs> I could, just, just the thought returning back to university was for me like, uh, like treachery towards myself and my, my newfound values and beliefs. So as I was in Australia, I, di- I discovered for myself, I want to do something completely different. I would like to bring um, courses and workshops to schools so people can um, 
can become become more self-aware, become learn to become more knowledgeable about themselves, what they want, what their values are, mm. become more confident how to go into their fear, step into it, transform it, and then be more comfortable in themselves. And as I finished my studies, I um, I was there was a big decision for me to make, and um, that was should I continue traveling the world as I was used to? Or would I go what my biggest dream always was, which was live in Poland? Hmm. Um, after some, some great conversations with loved ones, with, with a coach um, that was very, very helpful to me, I decided let's go to Krakow, Poland, my, my dream city. I've been to pretty much every year over the last 10 years before I moved here. And then I moved to Krakow. And in Krakow, there came a lot of things together for me. Like I wasn't um, here in Krakow came the whole thing, uh, the whole topic that we are talking about, finding a home within. Yeah. I became so aware of the tendency that was so prevalent in me. I, prevalent, I think is the right word in English. Um, it was just that I was always, you can see it in my travels as well. I, I travel because it, it brings me utter joy. It's part of me. I just feel exuberant and joy, full of joy when I travel. But sometimes I would, I can't deny, I would use it as a mean, ah, there it's better. Mm-hmm. I will find happiness there. Yeah. yeah. So I, w- I was living pretty much what mm, I, I argue most of us do, if not everybody at some point in our life. Um, once I have this, then I will be happy. Once I have the relationship, then I will be complete. Mm-hmm. Once I have this job, oh, then my worries are gone. Once yeah. I travel to these destinations, thank God, heaven on earth, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And many of those things I did get, and I was very fortunate to get many things that I always wished for, I desired. Yet once I arrived there, I would, it would just be maybe a couple of days, it would be amazing, but then I would find something hmm, what else, what else, what else? I was this hungry ghost chasing in the world, you know? Like, if, there, if, the, if one relationship ended, then the next one will make me happy. And if, if I traveled somewhere, it wasn't good, ah, then the next one. If something was with the job, the next job will be much better. And true, while every, while every step was a preparation for the next one, and things became, came more into alignment with who I am, um because i use those as information for myself which we can talk later on Mm. um i i still was living out this chasing mentality this neediness this need for give me approval give me give me validation so i can finally feel like i love i can love myself Mm. be um finally go to this place so that I can finally give myself permission to finally feel okay with myself, stop proving to myself that I am good enough. And it was here in Krakow, actually, the the country where I moved out of my parents 26 years before when I returned, that a lot of it, there was a lot of things coming up inside me and it was a return back to myself, back to the, the culture. And it was also, and I wanted to know what life would have been if I would have grown up in Poland. Or where I always thought, imagined what it would be like. And granted, the, the Poland nowadays is so much different than it used to be 25 years ago. 
but just being here just brought up so much in in me that i also could face and then integrate embrace and also transform and that's where where i realized man you are you are living in this this chasing mentality always looking always looking for a home outside what would happen if you just would stop all that and start giving to yourself what mm. you are looking from other people what would happen if you stop looking for the approval from others and start looking giving the approval you seek from others to yourself mm. what would happen if you stopped prioritizing being out in the world to find a home and would prioritize going inside yourself and just build a home within right mm. and I, uh, I, bas I, I was in a, on a personal retreat a couple, like two months ago, and the words came to me. I, I, I brought the journal here, and that's why I wrote it down for me again. I lost home when I was little and looked for a home everywhere when the home I was guided to find was to build a home within. Hmm. And here we are. I, um, after decades of searching thinking I will find the, the promised land. Hmm. Um, it was actually the home that I was always looking for was within. And the more I focus on myself internally, filling my own cup, um, I realized the more I could give my relationships. The giving that I did before, as much as I always love to give to people, it happened that sometimes I gave that in order to give, right? In order to receive, I give so I give you so that I you give me back that I'm loved by you, right? But that wasn't true love. That was a transaction, and that was when I realized as well that all relationships are here to give, and I could only give truly to others if I started giving to myself. And yeah, yeah ever since then, it, it was an amazing journey. I'm. So, all, through all this transformation we all go through, this is one of the most most important, in my opinion, for all of us. And I'm so grateful that that I'm here nowadays, and um, I can support others finding a home within. It has to do a lot diving into those parts that we disowned about ourselves because mm -hmm. we all have parts we don't like. It's all about embracing those parts we we view as unlovable, and be more with ourselves as a true friend would be supportive appreciative and just there for us in the good and especially the bad times so mm. that's basically my story um yeah <laughs> <sighs> wow <clears throat> i have so much to say but i first wanted to start off by saying thank you um, I know how nerve wracking it is to get onto a podcast and like basically just start out <laughs> by, by divulging <laughs> vulnerably. So um, lots of courage there to practice that. Um, secondly, I want to speak to my, to my listeners because is this guy not my twin? <laughs> just the way you talk, everything you're saying is basically me. Um, it's wow. so it's so refreshing to to hear somebody speak in the in the language that I use, and I work with my clients in the exact same way that you're working with mm -hmm. yours. Um, and and I know that's why why spirit brought us together to have this conversation to connect uh, because we're so like minded. And I'm looking forward to uh, to what this conversation has in store for for each of us and for the listeners. 
Um, and then thirdly, um, because I know you, you run a, um, an Instagram channel called you authentic oh, self, you dot authentic dot self. And, um, mm-hmm. so you can check them out there, but I, I, I'm curious because we both work in the realm of authenticity. This is really important to the work that we do. Um, what does, what does authenticity mean to you? Okay. The, the connection was last, but what I get, what I received is what authenticity means to me, right? Yep. Yep. Ah, yeah, what is, does authenticity mean? Such It's a word that is thrown around nowadays everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what it means to me, for me, developed over the years. <clears throat> I used to, like, when I, when I was still becoming a teacher uh, at university and I found out, oh, the more I, the more I find out about myself, the more I, c- I can portray myself, which is true. For me, authenticity was show who you are in the past and and live a life that is in, in alignment with you which are important parts but i as i dove, dove deeper um into the work over the last years for me authenticity expanded and it's being an ex- how, sh- how, sh- how should i put it it's being an, ex- an expression of all those parts of us unfiltered without judgment hmm. without inhibition and allowing everything that comes up to be expressed in a healthy and safe way. Like authenticity is presenting yourself as you are. The lights, the, the, the bright sides, but also the dark sides, right? The joy, what makes you joyful, what excites you, but also what, what makes you angry if you feel anger. Like for me, I had such a lot of shame around anger in the past. And sometimes it still comes up because that's what I developed in the, as when I was a child. Mm-hmm. But part of your authenticity is speaking your truth. And if I am angry in the moment, or if I feel angry, that's part of my truth. So if I would suppress that, I would not be authentic. I would just put the mask again so that I can get, get the was my story if i if if i show anger then you will judge me then you will reject me then i won't receive the love from you anymore Mm -hmm. instead of huh anger is just part of who part of the human condition sometimes it comes up and how i express that is up to me right but that i acknowledge it's there that i am willing to speak it if it's necessary for me and then speak it in a calm, respectful way. That's part of authenticity as well. So yeah, it's authenticity for me to, <laughs> to close, close the, close, close the, um, close this, this, um, the sack of, <laughs> of, uh, of so, so many words thrown around. For me, it's nowadays speak your truth, own who you are in all your different colors and feel comfortable while you are being yourself. That's for me authenticity nowadays. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I um, I always say authenticity is the expression of alignment and alignment of the shadow mm. and, al- and alignment mm. of the light, right? They, mm. they, they oh. both need to come together. <laughs> That's <is> good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, it's, and then it's all about the self-expression. Like, okay, we come into alignment and then we need to learn to express. So there's alignment and expression yeah. that, that are kind of makeup authenticity and what it's about for me. So, um, because it's not authentic if we're not expressing it, right? Because that's where the fear lies. That's why we're not authentic because we're afraid of, of other people's ex- experience of us. So it's, um, it's very, very important. So we're talking about, um, how to build a home within yourself. And maybe why don't we start off by just um, helping the listeners understand what it would look like to not have a home within yourself. Like, so maybe that they can give them something to relate to that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I am doing these things. Maybe my life looks this way. And then we can move in to start talking about, you know, what it would look like to have a home within yourself. Beautiful question. Okay. How does it look like when we don't have a home within ourselves? (laughs) the first symptom for me is we look for wholeness outside whenever we say once i have this then i will be happy then i will be complete then i will be this that's a sign that we are looking for home within home is just a a synonym a picture a metaphor for wholeness that is already inside us so whenever we say, once I have this, what we are really saying is, I don't have that. That thus I need to chase that. That is sign number one. So we have, and the second thing is, how does it feel in our body? For me, it always felt, feels when I, when I get back into this mindset, right? Um, of chasing, it's this, this urge to always, this, this tension in my body to always be, need to be on the go always need to do something like a huge craving to do something out of not of you can have a craving not a craving but a an inspiration to do something that's beautiful that comes from your heart that comes from your authentic self that's you yet if it comes from a craving for for feeling better if i do this or if it's if it's coming for from if i don't do that then I will be down on myself. If I don't do that, then, I, uh, then, I'm, then I'm bad, then I'm not good enough. That's a sign that it also comes from, from a lack of having a home within. The, the, the third one for me is whenever we, whenever we do something, I like to ask myself, do I, do I do this in order to get approval? Do I do this in order to get attention from somebody? If the answer is yes, drop it immediately, whatever you want to do Mm. and ask yourself, what do I really want to do? That is the, that the answer that comes up. That's what you need to do because it's an expression of your authentic self expressing to you what you really want to do behind this mask. And here's another one, the mask. If we don't have a home within, we, we all, we all uh, did this in the past. We all have the tendency. We all do this from time to time again. Even if we still know how to build a home within ourselves, we put on this fancy masks, and um, that in order either to get the love and approval from others, or in order to get something from the world. And the actually mask comes from from Greek, which was persona, mm-hmm. and so personality. It's basically a collection of masks we wear. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we we all have that, right? And 
based on how we feel, especially if we have those low vibe, those very heavy emotions like anger, jealousy, envy, shame, or guilt, all those masks come back up like, psh, on the face. Mm. And um, we all have those masks, like the mask that wants to get approval from others, the mask yeah. that that doesn't show so much from myself so that I don't get hurt maybe because I, I was hurt in the past, maybe by a lover, by a partner, by a family member. And masks are not bad per se because it's part of our ego to have those masks. Mm -hmm. And what I also learned along the way is that it's not about killing your ego or pushing it away because if you try to push it away, you just are at war with a part of yourself again. Yeah, It's about seeing it. You can see it like this child, like this crying child that just needs validation and just say, hey, I'm here with you. I see you. Come with me. Let's go this way. You know? And um, so masks are not bad. It's when we put on those masks and when we don't, can't take them off anymore, that's where the problem is. Yeah. It's the, it's, a, it's like from Buddhism, meditation, it's the identification with our mind. Yeah. With who we think we are, with who we think we should be. Yeah. That's another side as well. When we don't have a home within, we, we live by the rules we inherited from other people, which became our shoulds, must, have to, so that we finally, finally, finally can feel at peace with ourselves. So mm. these are just a couple of signs that show me that I or somebody else with who I work with or in general people I meet um, come from a place where they don't feel stable within themselves, when they don't feel like when they don't have this, when they are not in their home with, within themselves. And yeah, those are just signs. Okay, you're so wise. <laughs> oh, thank you. No. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. There, there, there's more that I don't. Um, trust me. Yeah, well, no, I'm just, I'm really uh, vibing with, with what you're talking about. It's, um, it's resonating with me big time. And I'm, I'm at a place in my life where I'm doing a lot of this work that you're speaking of, because it's, it's, I really think it's lifelong work. I don't think we just arrive to this destination where we're whole and suddenly life is just perfect. Yeah. We're always looking for, uh, you know, to, to create more and more wholeness in ourselves as we evolve. And as we to find this more authentic nature. But one thing you said, and yeah. I want to unpack it a bit further because I think it's there's so much in the in the spiritual in the spirituality field and in the personal development field. There's so much talk about ego, and you you made mention about ego and how it's important not to fight with it and not to to um, shove it away, right? So how do we start to interact with our ego, and maybe even helping the, the listeners understand what how you define ego? What what, what do we even mean yeah. by ego? The ego, mm, how should we say that? For me, everybody develops an ego. It's part of our human condition. It's part of our mind, mm -hmm. which is a collection of our conditioned self, as I like to call it. Our conditioned self is this persona, like our ego is our personality, you can also say. Because it's this collection of programs, of rules we make our own by society, first by our parents, by our family, by our culture. Yeah. And later on, um, it's also based on the, 
whatever we, we received as um, as experiences in in life and the meaning we gave them. If somebody said, if mama, mom, mother said no to us in a in a bit, little bit harsher tone because she was stressed, and we we the child thinks, oh my god, mama, mother doesn't love me anymore. If it happens once, okay, but if it happens repeatedly. Then the child starts to think, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve to be loved. I'm not lovable. And so the ego then gets strengthened by developing coping mechanisms in order to deal with the pain of not being loved. In a coping mechanism to get more love outside. Um, coping mechanisms is a very, very important part as well. So you can view ego as a collection of all social programming that you received all the rules you have to live by or you were told to live by how how a man should be how a woman should be how blah blah should be everything that is a should that's part of your programming which becomes part of your conditioning and the more you put on top of that that become that becomes like a like an armor with so many layers like an onion that builds and builds and builds <laughs> yeah and that is your ego. It's the collection of all those conditioned responses, programs, and so on, in order to ensure your survival. Yeah. The ego is not there to hurt you. It's, it's loving you, actually, because, because it was developed from pain, from the hurt of separation. Because, as the great teachers already said, that at its basis, we are all one. Separation is just an illusion of the mind. And the illusion of the, the biggest illusion of the mind, one, it's that we are our thoughts, which we are identified with. And the second one is that our, we are our ego. When in reality, our ego is just part of us. And when the ego was there to save us, the intention is good. So to, to shove it away would be us telling this crying child, go away just like the child that learned from his mother or father go away i don't have time for you mm -hmm. which would which would make it scream which would make it yell which would make it not feel not deserving not enough and this so we can become a, a we can become a parent for our ego actually as i said before when our ego is there talking about craving I need this. I need this job to be happy. I need this person to be happy so much. Mm -hmm. Then I, when when I have when I have this person, and I will be finally complete. No, 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 no. You can you can you can observe it. That's where meditation helps because meditation is is a way to just be with what is. And uh, you can observe your story, and then you can just say, "Hey, okay, I hear you." And I understand where it comes from. You, you have a need to, like, in the past, your, your need for love was not, you didn't receive it. Mm -hmm. And, but, and I'm here with you. I see you in your pain. Yet I found another way. Come with me this way. And you mm -hmm. take it by the hand. You take it with you. You embrace it. You own it. Yeah. Because your ego is part of your shadow as well. And shadows are all those aspects of us that we all disowned. Like when we are born, we are this whole person here and with all, all characteristics, the angry, the jealous, the joyful, the peaceful, all parts, the fully expressive. 
And whenever somebody says, don't do this, like when mother or father in our first years say, don't do this, then we suppress this part because in our first years, the, the bond to our parents literally means survival. Hmm. So we, we over, we over um, indulge in our need for attachment and we suppress our need for authenticity. Yeah. And <clears throat> that then becomes our shadow. We over portray, we suppress those parts which were deemed unlovable by our parents. Like, like for instance, girls, girls shouldn't be angry or boys don't cry. The, tra the, the, uh, the, the traditional ones, right? So if a boy learns that, he suppresses his emotions. At, and then he feels like all bottled up here with all the suppressed energy cooking up and then exploding and not knowing what to do with that. And then his partner, his partners say, I, I don't know you. You are so distant from me. Well, it's no surprise because he learned to be distant from himself since he was a child, mm -hmm. right? And big part of finding a home within for, of ourselves is becoming this loving parent who is with those parts, who goes into those shadows, becomes aware there is a shadow. Actually, there is a part that I suppress and then lovingly taking care of it, letting it know, I see you, I hear you, and I understand you. Come with me. Each part of us that is like every strong emotion for me is like this crying child that just wants love, just wants love. And it's not about being emotionless because we are human beings. We are emotional beings. And you, you're, you feel much more alive and your life becomes so much more vibrant the more you allow yourself to feel emotions. It's not about having emotions or being a specific way with, uh, in the world. It's how you are being with those different parts inside yourself that then determines the environment inside yourself, just, li just like in a home. Like when you have, have a home, the mother, the father, they ensure the atmosphere in the home, it, whether it's safe, whether it's perceived as dangerous for the child. This safety, you, you, you as an, like especially when you become an adult, it's your responsibility to take care of those parts, to take care of this atmosphere and decide for yourself, do you want to live a life that is filled with drama? Not just outside, because let's be real here. Do you have drama inside? Ask yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we, ha we have a lot of drama going on inside ourselves and then say, I don't want drama. I want peace. I want lightness. I want harmony. Mm -hmm. And then it's on us to create this harmony within ourselves, to acknowledge those parts within us to when they come up accept them own them em embrace them and then compassionately just be with them just like a child yeah. when a child sobs he wants to come to his mother and father and just be held just be held and that's your emotion as well when it's crying very loud when you feel very jealous when you feel very angry when you feel whatever just be with that you feel it but don't like emotions feel it but there's no need to become it, right? You can yeah. just be there. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. Yeah, so much good stuff there. And I'm just laughing. I laughed a couple times because 
like I use the, 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 the thing, an onion, emotional onion. So it's just, it's, I'm just really baffled by how similar we are. And I wrote down four things that I wanted to cover <laughs> with you. And you literally okay. just covered three of the four of them without me even having that's, to ask. That's you. amazing. So just the flow <laughs> and the synchronicity in, in, in this, I, I just, I see us doing some sort of project together in the, in the I future. Love that. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. We're so similar in the way that we, <laughs> we see we the should, world. We should talk about that. But we, that's, that's when I, when I found your page, I'm like, shit, man. It's doing all, <laughs> and he's doing all these highly sensitive people. I I love that. Yeah, like it was so amazing. I, I felt yeah. like I felt when I saw your page, I was like, you spoke so much my language. I was like, it's like this. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, it feels really good to to be in in a relationship with you right now. So thank you for that. Um, I want to be mindful of time. We have about fifteen minutes left, so I want to um, yeah. I want to just really ask the question of the title of the podcast: How do we build a home within ourselves? You yeah. did touch on it already. There's we kind of talked about the shadow work, the inner child healing, the emotion regulation, yeah. and being with the emotions. Um, is there anything else that that you think is important for people to know? Mm. I think I I just I show you my my beautiful beautiful <laughs> drawing skills when I was on this personal retreat I did. Here's here's the I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is you. And when this idea came to me, I said, okay, the, the home actually that is already a home is already inside me. It has a door. It has windows. It has different rooms. Maybe there are flowers, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And whether there is something, whether there are flowers, depends all on you. And this this door, it's on us to first open this door and look inside, go inside. So yeah. the first first part is to go inside, to stop looking outside so much for fulfillment. Yeah. For um, anytime you feel bad, to it's it's important to to feel safe in our relationships and talk with people when you feel bad, when you feel down. At the same time, um, if you are a person who constantly looks for others to to save you, realize um, there's no no one coming to save you. It's on you to save yourself. Exactly because yeah. because everybody. That was also a big one for me because unconsciously, I was I, intellectually, I knew it. No one's coming to save me, but it was in Krakow when I it, the bubble popped. And I was like, no one's coming to save me. Sure, sometimes people are there; they they give me helping hand, but at the end of the day, it's on me. I go to bed with myself, no matter who who lies next to you or who you meet. At the end of the day, we wake up with ourselves, we walk with ourselves, we go bed to bed with ourselves. And it's on us to save ourselves. Hmm. Okay. And this is, this is the first part. And then go inwards, go, go inside. What is it that I'm feeling? And I, I think I just, yeah, I just, I just read what I also wrote to this, to this image. And it's to, um, to, to build a home within. It's very important to enter my home and feel safe to enter it by allowing myself to feel again. One of those things that I did in the past is um, I'm also a highly sensitive person. I, uh, I, uh, 
anyone who's highly sensitive, you know, when you enter a room and you can feel those emotions of everybody. And when you have colors in the room, they just, you feel very up, you feel very high, or you feel you can feel down. All those, mm -hmm. the vibe in the room, you feel it, right? Mm -hmm. And when I grew up, I didn't know how to, all those emotions, I didn't know what boundaries are. I needed to learn how to set healthy boundaries, energetic boundaries, and physical boundaries to things that pulled me down. So I can take care of my own energy and a coping mechanism for me, which became part of my ego, at one point was stop feeling again. It was stop feeling, which then I felt so much less of who I was because this very sensitive nature is part of me. And it's a strength. Uh, it's, I just needed to know, to know how to embrace it in a healthy way that I can not only function in the world, but thrive because of that. And so for me, the path was to feel again, to go inside my body whenever bodily sensations appeared because emotion is energy in motion. So whenever, whenever an emotion comes up, it wants to move through you. Every emotion just wants to come up and pass, like, like the clouds in the sky, come up and pass. It's our resistance to emotions that makes them stuck in our body. Yeah. It's very important. It's our resistance to emotions that makes them stuck. So whenever an emotion comes up, the healthiest way you can do without trying to change it, change it just be with it. Just be with it. And I tell you, in a, just being with it, you already very quickly feel this, like a balloon. This air will just pull, get out. The, 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 the more you, you just allow yourself to feel again. You may, it may become first heavier than before because maybe a hurt or something that is triggered from the past that comes up. And that's okay. That is part of the releasing process. Hmm. So we need to learn how to feel safe in our body again. And it's by returning to our body. Very helpful are also uh, body activities, yoga, um, dancing. Dancing is super. I, I love dancing. Yeah, and, me too. Um, the more, the more I, the more I dove into those, this work, the more I realized, ah, okay, that's why I also felt so good after dancing because I just sh shook it loose and I just allowed the energy to move through the body, right? Mm -hmm. And I allowed to feel those emotions and express myself. Yeah. So dancing is very nice to get into the body as well. And then um, exercise, anything that you do with your body, it's very, very healthy to connect with your body again and to feel those body sensations, to allow those emotions to, and to come up and to feel them. That is point number one. So you need to learn how to enter the home within, which is basically your temple, your body, right? Yeah. Moving yeah. from the head to the heart, to the body. Point number one. Point number two is um, how to build a warm uh, home within is to bring warmth and light to the damp shadows that lie inside. Mm. By seeing the shadows and giving compassionate, unconditional love to the rooms that you kept hidden inside. Mm. So talking about the shadow, it's all those parts that we disowned as we grew up, right? Yeah. If you were told by your parents, you should not be angry, uh, then anger very likely is in this shadow of you. Um, for me, it, when I grew up, I was told, don't, don't be so loud, don't be so loud. Blah, 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 blah. Like I, I used to be very, I used to be very talkative when I was a child, mm -hmm. but then I grew, I, I morphed into this very shy person as I moved into, especially high school. 
And it was because I was told to not, not, not be so loud so that others don't, uh, you don't draw the attention of others, right? And for me, part of my shadow was going inside, inside and just being with this shy part of myself mm. and just telling it, it's okay that you're there. Come with me. I can show you a different way as well. Yeah. There's, there's such a beautiful way to get your needs met for love. And they are in harmony with another side of you that you don't know you know you have, which is this very expressive, social, very sociable side of you, right? Yeah. So you need to be aware. What is our shadow? Um, and a very, very good way. I love this so much <laughs> because uh, I, it's, I talk about myself. <laughs> when uh, when when I when I used to when I used to judge about uh, somebody, pointing a finger. Yeah, yeah. You were pointing back. Yeah. What did I say? I I had it when I when I was very shy. Oh, this guy is so arrogant. She is so arrogant. I I don't like her. I don't I don't like him. I don't like her. Why? Okay, I judge, saying he she is arrogant. But what does it say about me? Hmm. How do I feel about me feeling confident in myself? Yeah. Yeah. How do I feel comfortable? How do I feel about me feeling comfortable? This part inside me that feels comfortable with himself. Oh, oh, so much guilt and so, so much shame. You should not feel too cocky. You should not feel this, right? Yeah. There's so many things I had to unlayer, like this onion, peel off yeah. so I can come to the core. Yeah. And um, that's why I love it because every judge we throw into the world is three, three fingers up pointing back. Yeah, and Carl Jung said it beautifully. I don't know the, the exact words. Um, is an invitation for you to become aware of those the parts of you that you are not aware of. Exactly. So that's a very powerful way to become aware of your shadows. Yeah. Or you can also ask yourself, what am I trying to hide from the world? What 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 is the part of me that I don't want anybody to know about? What is the what do what don't I what don't I like about myself? I don't know if this what this sentence was grammatically correct, but <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so it's about um, becoming aware of those parts you don't like about yourself, and also don't want to the, the world to see. These are your shadows, and this is where so much power lies because the shadow are just light aspects that you just put like, like a dark cloak around, but they are still light and they still run inside you, but you don't know that you, ha you have them. It's like having 50% light, 50% dark, and you only go through the world using 50% of your light, your energy. Mm -hmm. What would happen if you would go inside those shadows? Go inside. Reown them. Reown this part about you, the angry part of you, the jealous part, the envious part. The, the confident, the very expressive part. What would happen if you could bring them into harmony? Like, like a and allowing them space to, be, to express themselves and, and play together in the home that is inside. Hmm. And when you feel, feel comfortable with those parts inside, it's very easy to be very outgoing. Because every time you feel like close up, it's just a part of you that you close up inside. It's not the world. It's just the, re the world is just triggering something in you. And 
these are very good ways to become aware of those parts and then go inside them and then just be with them. And those shadow parts, many times you, you can literally feel them. These are the emotions that we talked about, the sensations in the body. It's not always so important to name them. Oh, that's it. Uh, like it can be helpful. It is helpful to name them. Ah, oh, that's anger. That's this. Mm -hmm. But already the term anger has so much connotation, so many uh, labels you put on. Yeah. Exactly. What if you would just go into, inside the feeling and just just feel it, just yeah. allow it to be, and let it know, like a crying child, I'm here with you. Um, it's safe. It's safe. You can tell yourself it's safe for me to feel this emotion right now. I, Close your eyes, visualize how you embrace it, um, and then tell, send it compassion, acceptance. Learn, it, learn to love it as it is, not as you want it to be, because it may feel uncomfortable. Learn to love it as it is right now, because that's what every child wants to, to be, right? Just mm -hmm. loved as it is. Mm -hmm. So does every part of you want to be loved as it is. And that, that's the part, how to, to look inside go inside those parts, shine light into the shadows, and then whatever is um, touched by light becomes light itself. So those shadows become our light. And very fun fact, I, I, <laughs> because I was so shy, I, when I was at school, I was trembling when I would have to present something at school to, to the class. Yeah. <laughs> Once I transformed the shadow into light again, now, you pick a stage where I have to speak to people. I love it. <laughs> Please throw me on stage right now without preparation. I love it. I mm. love it. And that's what happens when you integrate your shadow inside yourself again. Mm. You, you, you own your power again, which uh, you disowned. And that empowers you so much that you can embody more of who you are. Yeah. And actually speaking on stages, inspiring people on stages became my, I love it. It's like, I, right now with COVID and stuff, it's just very unfortunate that everything is closed. We don't have, hmm. can't meet and have those experiences. But back in the day, I loved it so much. So whatever yeah. you're afraid of, whatever you fear, you shun away, there, that is where your power lies. If you dive deep inside it and then befriend it, make wow. it your friend. <clears throat> very important. And last but not least, if you want to create a home within, um, to beautify and care for that home by celebrating and appreciating what is good, what was good, giving what is needed, and to throw out what is not supported anymore. Which means talking about the home within, like if you have rooms inside your home, you can you can hang beautiful pictures, right, to make it more cozy in your in your home, to uh, to to put in flowers. What this means for us is um, that we, it's about giving us the appreciation that a friend would give us. It's about giving us the unconditional support that a friend would give us. It's about um, being there for ourselves in the good and the bad. And just by being that, we develop trust for ourselves that no matter what happens, we have us. Mm. We are ready to receive help. But we already have us. That's amazing. And once we know that, the more trust we develop, we build this foundation on which a home is built. And then we can stand with our two feet on the ground and say, this is who I am. I'm here in the world. I may not be perfect, but I am who I am. And I show up as that. And I did my part. Mm -hmm. And that is beautiful in the world. 
and um, to throw uh, to to care for what's what's needed. I also wrote down, which is which means um, we we have different needs. And what I what I like to do is every day ask yourself what what do I need for myself? What do I want? But more importantly, what do I need for myself? We have different needs: physical needs, uh, emotional needs, mental, intellectual needs. We have um, what did I say? Physical, emotional, mental, intellectual, social, and spiritual needs. Yeah. And those, it, these are like different cups I have here. I have here one cup. You can imagine the second cup. Boop, 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 boop. And like this cup, here's water right now. I can drink of it. Yeah. I use this energy. But the more I use it, the more it depletes. So this may be physical, the physical need. And maybe I work a lot on, on a project and I socialize a lot. I go out. Maybe I like to party, so I party a lot. So the social gets full, but the physical just depletes. And after some time, you need to check in with yourself. What do I need? <sighs> I need more sleep. I need more rest. I didn't eat well. I need to exercise. I need to drink water. I need to more vitamin D, fresh air. Okay. On your to-do list, I even to-do list, I on top of the to-do list comes a for me list. For me. And there you put two or three things every day for you that you can do that will fill up your needs, either physical needs, emotional needs, talking to somebody, a trusted one, um, meditating, writing, uh, journaling, maybe uh, dancing, which is also physical, but emotional, very good for release. Uh, so many things you can do, uh, a hobby you, you enjoy, something that brings you joy, mental, intellectual, learning a new skill, um, learning a new language, um, reading a book that's challenging you, like, and um, just anything that that has to do a lot with with our brain, our mental mm. capacities, yeah. learning, expanding, growing. Then also social, meeting people. We are social animals. Um, so everybody probably has realized the last over the last year how challenging it is when we don't fill our social needs. That's why we feel so depleted many times. Loneliness is on the rise. Depression because we are social creatures. We need it. Social needs. What can you do? Talk to somebody, call them, meet up. If it's not very, very, if it's not a big meeting, meet up for a coffee. Yeah. If you like to work out, why not call call somebody to do it with one or two other people? Yeah. If you like to watch a movie, why do it alone? Watch it with two or three other people. Then you already fill two cups: the emotional, a hobby, something good, and the social. Yeah. And last but not least, the spiritual. Go into nature. We um. We come from nature, and thus we are nature. And when we, whenever we step outside into nature, we connect with nature, which means also we connect with ourselves. And another part is then meditation, prayer. If if um, if, if 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 you also feel inclined to, inclined to pray, it's also very very powerful. Yeah. So there are so many things we can do on a daily basis, and the more we do them, the more the more great we feel, and we are all already have this wholeness within it's just you you can know about the wholeness inside you but mm -hmm. if you feel grumpy because you didn't get, get enough sleep if you didn't drink enough water if you didn't meet friends you naturally go and get into this low vibe which then brings up your coping mechanisms again your mask 
and you forget that you are you you are actually somebody who who is very who is already whole inside mm. and and that's actually a beautiful thing that happens the more you do this work the more you learn to enter this home within the more you learn to be with the parts inside you the more you learn to transform your shadows into light and the more you um learn to beautify your home within by bringing light opening the windows giving appreciation support unconditional compassion to all those parts inside you giving uh, giving to your needs and letting go what doesn't serve anymore um the more you realize that the wholeness you were seeking outside is actually already within just the wholeness this beautiful it's not something that you know here it's something that you feel as deep knowing it's an experience every one of us is able to make and to reconnect with this experience and the more you reconnect with that the more you realize i am already whole that's so beautiful i don't need but i appreciate and i'm so joyful to do so many things now i come from i am enough and i participate in this activity because it brings me joy not because i feel i feel a need to do that otherwise i feel don't good enough now i go into the job because it genuinely is a, an expression of my interests and my mm. values and i love that yeah not because i i feel the need because mommy daddy told me to become this when i was a child or something right yeah so you change the whole it's a whole paradigm shift from scarcity from lack i don't have enough there is not enough in the world for me and others to abundance i am enough there is enough for everybody mm -hmm. and from that place everything gets better and the, one of the biggest um for me the, one of the biggest tragedies i have to say about the personal development space is because i fell into that as well I, i see millions of that do the same which is most most people get into personal development out of pain yeah and When we get out of pain, we come from a place of I'm not good enough, which then, then we become this book addicts, this uh, another workshop addicts. And it's, we just find another way to, I need more to finally feel good enough about myself. Yeah, yeah. And instead of, so we look for self-improvement, so we finally find a spot where we, can, where we can finally accept ourselves. But there is no, no amount of self-improvement will make up for a lack of self-acceptance. Mm -hmm. But if you start with self-acceptance, that's where you can improve the situations out of genuine interest, out of genuine joy, out of genuine curiosity, all beautiful parts of our authentic self. Mm -hmm. that is, that you, sa you said, right, the alignment, the those things we feel aligned with, those we, we meet with people that are, genuine that we feel connected towards on a very deeply emotional and energetic level we start doing the things that bring us so much joy and that's the beautiful part that once we realize that we are already whole we don't need the world to feel whole we are already whole within then that's the whole that's the biggest game changer i think any any one of us can get into yeah And the more we dive into it's just it's just the beginning you can dive deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper And the deeper you go, the more you realize how beautiful all that is inside already is and that you already have whatever it takes. You already have everything you 
ever wanted. You are already beautiful and whole and complete and enough and sexy and attractive. Actually, the most attractive thing in the world is the authentic self. Mm. We feel so attracted to others, not because they are, they are confident or something. We feel attracted to them because they express something that we repress, which is our authentic self. Yeah. They shine the light. They show us there is another way. Yeah. And we feel most we feel most compelled to, by most attracted to the person who is most authentic. So we are already that. It's not about adding to your life. It's about subtracting, about releasing every anything that you aren't, that you put on like clothes along the way. And now it's hot summer and you still have the, the coat, mm -hmm. the hot coat from winter and you're, you're sweating. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's time to release that. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. time to peel off the layer of these onions and just finally be you again. Yeah. And that's the way. The more we do that, the more we build a home within, the more we feel secure within ourselves, the more secure we go into the world. And when we feel secure, that's very important as well. Our authentic self comes naturally out. Whenever we feel secure, it hides when it doesn't feel safe because then the mask, the coping mechanisms come up. So when, if we can give ourselves the safety, yeah. go anywhere we are, we are, then being authentic is a natural, it's just a natural um, consequence of us feeling safe in our body, safe in ourselves and yeah. ex expressing who we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, I want to be mindful of the time because I know that you have a, an engagement. <laughs> um, so I want to give you a yes. couple minutes. A couple yes. minutes, though, to talk about your coaching. So I know you've got some coaching um, that you do, and you got a new program that's being released uh, right away here. So uh, yeah, yeah. Please give us a little bit of a, a rundown on that, and then we'll wrap up. Sure, 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 sure. I yeah, I, I will need. I will need. I will need to go soon, but I will just give you the bullet points. So the most yeah. important, I, I. I the, the biggest thing that I'm very passionate about is to give everybody the free un, Anisha Authentic Self coaching session. I, I offer everybody, you can go on my you, uh, Instagram handle u.authentic.self and there you, you, will, you, will see a, you will see an entry for the free, um, free Anisha Authentic Self coaching session. What you, we will learn is I will help you to turn your pain that we all carry inside into your power, your shadow back into light so that you finally feel comfortable inside yourself. Mm, we, will, we will uncover what's, what stands in the way, what stood in the way, what sabotages you inside your relationships. Very important as well to be more of who you are and then to finally feel comfortable being yourself and sharing yourself, finding relationships and careers that are in alignment with you and paths in life that are in alignment with you. And turning your pain in, in, into light again and um you will leave after the session you will leave re-energized um with joyful and with a clear that's the most important with a clear action plan what you can do and in order to turn pain into power feel comfortable in yourself and just share more of who you are share all the sexy beauty that you are and um the more you do that the more you return back to yourself and that's what i wish every for every one of us so I invite everybody to the free Amnesia Authentic uh, Amnesia Authentic Self Coaching Session. Just come, go on u.authentic.self Instagram, and there you have have the link in the bio. Choose a, a date and a time that works best for you. And I would love to see you soon. Amazing, amazing stuff. I might actually even do it. <laughs> 
you've, you've got me sold. <laughs> so, Always. Please come. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Again, thanks for, thanks for coming. All the links for all your stuff will be in the show notes. So um, yeah. And uh, I really appreciate you giving us some of your time today to share your wisdom. You got so much of it and it's really amazing to hear you kind of unpack these concepts. So um, I'd like to have you on again and I'd like to maybe work on doing some sort of project with you. So we'll be I in touch. That. We'll be in touch soon. We'll all, all Thanks so out. much, Matt. Thank you so much for, for just, just sharing this space. You, you really are the way you opened and then you, you, you know how to hold the space and mm. just listen. And you, I felt so safe to yeah. just share and become vulnerable. And I just, it felt so good. So thanks so much for giving mm. me the space to, to do that. Yeah. You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Go take care of your business, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye.